Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast, your guide for growing lawn care and landscape startups into a thriving business. This show is dedicated to helping you improve your business and achieve financial success. Your host, Paul Jamison, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Join us as Paul shares his expertise and passion, helping you create a prosperous future. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Uh, I want to introduce our next speaker. I will try to pronounce his name best I can. I think it's Naylor Taliaferro. Is that pretty good? So, uh, anyway, but Naylor is uh, affectionately known as the Lawn Care Rookie, and you, you've got him on the LCR Media Podcast. Many of you have probably benefited from some of his content or some of the events that he helps put on, and he's just a great member of our uh, beloved community. So, Naylor, thanks for being here. and. Uh, your turn is up next. Thank you, Jason. It seems like you like speaking just as much as I do. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're both in social media and this is like what we do, right? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Let's thank Jason and the Creels for this amazing opportunity, this amazing venue. Got the new logo here for the LCR Media Podcast. If you haven't, a little shameless plug, if you haven't um, checked that out, go ahead, check that out. But new logo design here, the LCR Media logo plus the podcast so that I can put it wherever I want, you know, use thumbnails and uh, stickers and things like that just to help promote it, to help, help get the word out because this is what really started it all for me was LCR, Lawn Care Rookie. That's what LCR stands for, but before we get before I get off topic with that, I wanted to ask you. So I'm here all about route, route density. Not to talk to you about social media or any of that kind of stuff. We've got a lot of other great people to talk about that. But who who here knows what route density is? Okay, shout shout out some things. What what's route density to you? Not driving. Awesome. What what's that? No windshield time. Awesome. What was that? Profit. Awesome. Those are all good. Here's what route density means to me. Route density means having 26 properties in one neighborhood and selling it to a competitor. Route density is having a little under 100 properties in only three neighborhoods. Route density is pulling up to a street and unloading everything only once because you have eight yards on that street. Route density is when someone says, I see your trucks everywhere and you only have one truck. That's route density to me. That's been my life for 10 years. So I started my business, Clean Cut Lawn Care, 10 years ago in the Richmond, Virginia area. And I discovered route density very quickly out of necessity. And we'll get into that in a second. But the importance of route density, to your point, what a lot of you guys said, guys and girls, men and women, um, is keeping your lawns close together grow to grow your business, be more efficient, make more money, and have more time for life. Work to live, don't live to work. That is my motto because before this, I was in retail management for 15 years and became someone I didn't remember or know. And I became an empty shell of myself and I almost completely destroyed my life. 
and I had to start over from scratch and route density was the way that I was able to get my time back. That was what was so important to me. Before we get into that, I have invoiced $1,000 to $3,000 per day from mowing to fertilization and weed control to aeration and seeding. Aeration and seeding is my bread and butter, the most profitable service I offer. Who else? That's unfortunate. You should look into that. So think about when you pull up to a street with eight properties and you aerate all eight of those properties. I can do it by myself with the right stand-on aerator, with proper amount of bags of seed, with a spreader or, or, or a drop box attached to that stand-on aerator by myself, or send a tech out, get those eight yards done in the exact same amount of time as it takes one person to mow those eight yards. Actually, it takes less. We make three to four times more money. So why wouldn't you want to do that? That's how route density really comes into play. So like I said, I sold an entire neighborhood with 26 properties. It, did, it didn't fit my business model, but I knew how attractive it would be one day. But in all fairness, I didn't really know that in the beginning. It was one of those things where I was building up route density in one of my, like the first neighborhoods that I had. And somebody moved out of that neighborhood into the new like premier, like the, the, the you know, the fanciest new neighborhood that everybody who, who's everybody is moving into. Do you go there? I'm like, I don't even know what that neighborhood is. So I gave it a shot because I'm like, well, I have an in with this customer and they were on a brand new street. Guess what? That's the street that has eight yards on that. We have eight properties on that one street plus the other 20. I'm not good at math. This early in the morning, 18 plus the other 18 yards throughout that HOA homeowner association. So that obviously was helpful and, and, and it worked out. But what happened was that neighborhood has a lot more activity than I could ever do. Like it's, it's, you know, there's every, almost everyone has a pool. Almost everyone has an outdoor, you know, patio, fire pit, all kinds of obstacles. So it was a lot more tedious, took a lot longer. You know, I don't have a dump trailer, dump truck. I never invested in that. I invested in lawn maintenance mowing, fertilization, weed control, aerating and seeding, all of that. So there's a lot of opportunities for bigger projects in that neighborhood. So I would always refer those out, you know, a lot, tons of mulch. I'd refer those out to some of my peers in the, in the industry locally and just focus on the lawn maintenance. So ultimately for my business, that neighborhood wasn't really ideal for me, but it was extremely attractive to a lot of other folks. Hence why I just sold it in December. Uh, but like Lamont, Lamont Harrison, a good friend of ours, a.k.a. Pookie, right, Paul? <laughs> like, like, like Lamont says, yes, sir, it's deeper than grass. And also, like a mentor of mine and many others that, that like to speak and want motivation, Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher, says, there's levels to this. So the, to me, this is more than just route density. It's about having a better life. So I want to start here. This is what it's all about for me. This is the most recent picture uh, or a recent pic. This is, this is in the past 10 years where I, after I quit retail and started my life back, I never had time for this. I never had an opportunity for this. I didn't even know who these people were. I love these people with all my heart. This is why I discovered route density by default before I even knew what that word was. This is the picture of my family, myself and my family before that, before 10 years ago. This actually was taken 
a year and three months. I mean, 10 years and three months ago, since my 10 year anniversary of quitting retail, starting my life all over again, uh, or not all over again, all over and starting my lawn care business. So this was like September ish. I remember this day vividly. This was a Saturday and all I wanted to do was sleep because I was so tired all the time, depressed. And that was one of my few Saturdays off. My wife spent all this time and money and love to put this family photo together. I don't even remember why other than just because she wanted to have a nice family photo and put it up in our, our house. And we have this in a collection of photos from this day in our family room on the wall. And it constantly reminds me of what I'm telling you right now. And when I look at that picture, it saddens me, but inspires me continuously every day to try and keep getting better because all I wanted to do was sleep. My son was not behaving well. I wasn't being the man and the father that I should be because I didn't have an example in my life. So now the last 10 years, it's I try to be the father that I wish I had to my son. But at that point, I was just so gone that I wasn't even able to deal with that situation. It was a cloudy day, perfect for photos, not perfect for me. Again, like I said, I just wanted to sleep. It was terrible. I feel terrible about that, but I've come so far since then. So that was the 1.0 version of myself. My daughter actually turned this, this whole photo shoot around halfway through by one of the, one of the shoots. We just kept ignoring my son. Every time he didn't want to be on camera, we would just go to another picture like, you know, like with us or whatever. So finally, we finally just forced him to take a picture with his sister. They're standing back to back. We didn't know this, but after the fact, we found out she was tickling him. And that's what made him laugh hysterically, changed the entire rest of the photo shoot. And that's how we were able to get that picture with this cute little half smile there. So that was the 1.0 version of myself. This is the 2.0 version of myself. But the whole point of discovering route density was to try and get my time back for situations like this. So I can be in my daughter's graduation take pictures. She didn't want to hire a professional. She wanted her dad to do it because I got the fancy camera from social media and I do a pretty decent job. And she wanted me to be there for her college graduation. This, thank you. Thank you. This is me and my son on a cruise. We got to take, would have never been able to do any of this stuff in retail. Never got to take time off because we had tons of time accumulated, but everybody fought for that time. And every weekend was a made up holiday that we couldn't take off. So I really made up for it. And then some last 10 years, this is a cruise. My son and I, he's getting big. He's almost as tall as me. We were just killing it. It was eighties night. So we were uh, run DMC without jam master J. So <laughs> he was a little embarrassed until I showed up like that. He was like, oh, okay. It's cool then. All right. So we, we, we were the self-proclaimed coolest guys on the ship. That's my most, this is my pride and joy. My, my wife and this picture because she's extremely happy. And she wasn't like that 10 years ago. So this is what it's all about for me. This was our first eight day getaway, our first eight day vacation since we had kids over 20 years ago. Just the FYI, I'm 45. In case you didn't know, <laughs> I look younger than I am, but I'm 45. So since we had our daughter over 20 years ago, because she just graduated college, my son's in college, we hadn't gone on a more than like a three or four day getaway, just the two of us. 
it's, it's all a bit been about family vacations. Right. And, and I was just kind of like, uh, I was just a shell of myself during those vacations, just like I said, not to be redundant, but so this was our first eight day vacation. This was the second week of our two weeks gone. And my business was being run without me. The first week was at equip. The second week we went straight to a nice Island together and we had the time of our life. It was the most amazing time. Got to reconnect, have a good old time. But part of how things ran so smoothly, two weeks while I was gone, my crew leader, right? I, I got the ramp rack, which is a much more uh, efficient setup for lawn maintenance. If you don't know what that is, you can Google it, check it out. Code LCR saves you all that good stuff. But I think there's actually one of those out there, isn't there? Is there a ramp rack out there, Heard You got one? Yes, sir. What's your name? Tommy Dio, what's the name of your company? Tommy's Lawn Maintenance. There you go. And uh, where are you from, Tommy? Nice. All right, so if you guys have any questions about the ramp rack, you can check it out there. Talk to Tommy. Save save uh, uh, 10% with LCR, code LCR. You tell I don't even really bother promoting this stuff, but a lot of people have used that code. Anyway, the ramp rack, super efficient setup. Right, Tommy? So I knew I could just leave my guys and not have to worry about, you know, all the how many accidents happen with trailers, right? That's like the number one accident that I hear about employees. So I'm like, well, let me just eliminate that. I still have a trailer, but let me get the ramp rack and these guys can just do their thing. Our, our routes are so dense. They've been doing the same exact routes for so long that it's, it's easy. So no problems. They didn't call me with any issues, no customer issues after the fact. I was able to check in with them at Equip, but here Wi-Fi was a little spotty. So we kind of checked in every now and again. Everything was good. Two weeks, route density. So some of you might be feeling a certain kind of way. Either you can relate, you can't relate. Maybe some of you think you got route density in the bag, but what don't you have in the bag? You wouldn't be here if you didn't want to learn something. So I'm just sharing my story in hopes that it might inspire yours. All right, back to the real meat and potatoes route density. I really want to go through all of the stuff that I've done in route density to help you guys out. Now, I realize for rural areas, it's not necessarily as easy to, uh, to, to have the type of route density that I explain. But what I try to tell people in the rural areas is just be smart about it. Don't, don't drive all over the country. Try to consolidate. Try to group it. There's guys in my area that drive from their rural area to my area to get all the neighborhoods. And they spend all day in the same neighborhoods that I'm already close to. So that's an opportunity as well. If there is like a suburb or somewhere close enough, whether it's 20, 30 minutes away, if you can build up enough routes and that's more profitable like it is for me, then you can do that. But if it's just all rural, I get it's not, we're not comparing apples to apples, but there are hopefully some takeaways that you guys will get from this. But anyway, route density, I, I realized like the first steps and the importance, I realized driving all over town was not going to help. It wasn't going to help me make money to support my family and get my time back because I could only do so much in a short amount of time or in, in the daylight time, right? Sun up to sundown, you can only do so much. Being closer to home also made it easier to swap out equipment or pick up my kids, which I did all the time. After school activities, during school activities, they were sick or whatever, or anything that I could, that I could never do or what was too difficult to do when I was across town. So route density really became evident to me. And I also thought to myself, when, when I have employees, which was always the goal, 
I, I don't want them sitting in a truck, not putting in billable work. I don't want to pay them windshield time as, as, as much as possible. So that, that was basically all the things that I had in my head year one, before I even knew what this term was, before I even found the lawn care millionaire on YouTube, who knows who the lawn care millionaire is? Yes, sir. Um, he was saying that, but I didn't even know that yet. I just knew that I had, I just knew there had to be a better way. So I just started figuring it out on my own. The best thing I ever did, listen carefully if you've never done this before. This is, I've shared this once on YouTube. I called it my secret sauce. It's the number one best thing that I did. I went from zero accounts to over 30 accounts. Might not seem like a lot to you, but for a solo guy just starting out full time from now till March. So I was able to start off the, the mowing season with almost a full schedule of lawns in my area by doing this one thing. And then I just built off of it. That one thing is I thought to myself, what is it that people have a heart that homeowners don't typically do themselves? And how can I market that so that I can get my name out there, my foot in the door and then offer other services and I thought about Facebook, my wife at the time, because I wasn't on social media yet. She helped me start a Facebook page or whatever, a Facebook profile, and then a business page for Facebook. That was the first thing I did. So I created an event on my Facebook page. And it was called, well, 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 I'll ask you, what, what do you think is, is something that a homeowner wouldn't uh, or doesn't do a lot of or contacts you to do? Fertilizer. What, what, what about something that doesn't really take like a license or anything like that? What, what, what are some other things? Weedy, pressure washing, irrigation. We're getting closer to the weed eating there. A lot of homeowners, coffee's here. Don't want to slow you down there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, weed eating and edging. Homeowners just do not edge, right? I mean, Right. Good on SB mowing. We know <laughs> all loving those. I mean, that those are the, the, the most viral videos now because you find all this overgrown stuff. Obviously, those are neglected lawns. But how many times have you pulled up to a, a new customer and you're like, dang, this hasn't been edged like ever. And like the edge is here and the grass is here. And you just like edging off of strips of sod. Right. I'm not the only one. Right. Have you guys done that? So. I thought to myself, I could market this. So I created a Facebook event on my business page, the lawn edging event. And I marketed it by contacting my friends in all the local HOAs and asked them to share that event from my Facebook business page into their HOA. And it was a very specific call to action. There had to be a certain amount of people, like 10 to 15 people in your neighborhood. You get a discounted rate, all this stuff. Filled all that out, started that event. And I got customers immediately. Yes, please get coffee if you need some. I'll keep talking. <laughs> um, but so then I went on vacation. The first time I went on vacation in a long time, not pictured, but I went with my family. It was this time of year, February, again, 10 years ago. And I'm sitting at the pool. My kids are playing on the slides. My wife's like, what are you going to do if you like, I, how many, how, how much many of these can you do? And what, what would you do? Like, and I was like, I don't know. And I kind of made up a number. She's like, what do you do if you get more than that? I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. That'd be a great problem to have. Right. And I'm just sitting there ping, 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 like just nothing but notification after notification on my phone while I'm sitting at the pool, or I should say cha-ching, 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 right. 
all these people, all these people signing up for this event. That's how I got my name out there immediately. That's how I got started building that route density immediately. Now I got my, you know, what handed to me as well, because I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm like, wow, this takes a lot longer than I thought. I had to rent like an edging machine because trimmers and stick edgers just don't really do the trick sometimes in some of these situations. But I was like edging mulch beds, edging all the hard surfaces. Then I, then I was like, okay, yeah, I need to increase prices on some of these things. Even though I, I gave them this price, it's like, okay, this is extreme. Cause of course you're going to get all the crazy people in the out, out of the coming out of the woodworks. Like, Oh, I'm going to get a bargain. I haven't, wow, honey, I haven't edged this in, in like 10 years. I think I know a guy. That was me. It was, <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. I learned a lot of tough lessons for sure. But like for one thing, charge per linear foot when you're edging mulch beds and all that kind of stuff. Get your little measuring wheel out there. Like, okay, that's 200 bucks. Bam, there it is. Get you your bed redefiner, your echo bed redefiner and take two, two seconds as long as it already has some sort of an edge. I learned that lesson too. I was renting the bed redefiners and I was like, man, this is great when there's actually an edge, but this isn't the best for creating an edge. I'm here all day doing this stuff. So then you got to get the, the trench digger, right? And you're doing all that. Like that's where I cut my teeth in the professional lawn care space, right? Doing that. So, but with that, every single person said, what else do you offer? What else do you do? Oh, I do this. I do that. But I became like the, I do everything guy until I realized one, I can't do everything Two, I can't drive around all over the place. Three, I need to get my time back. So I need to really consolidate, focus on what I really want to do in my lawn care business and then advertise it properly so that I can get all of that in the areas that I want. Anyone have any questions about that Facebook thing? Facebook event? Has anyone done that yet? Has anyone even heard of it? Did I help anyone just sharing that? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate it. All right. So some, some other great tips. How are we on time here? Probably got tons of time. I, I tend to talk fast when uh, I'm up here on stage. But anyway, on the podcast, I talk slow and long. So you're welcome. But another thing that I started doing was I sponsored the communities that I wanted to work in. I was sitting again at the pool, not, you know, not to copy Paul Jameson or anything, but I was at the pool one day with my family and we were at some event, like at the clubhouse or whatever. And, and the cups that I went to get, you know, water or whatever out, I look at the plastic cup and it's got a lawn care company on it. It's got a real estate agent on it. I'm like, oh man, this is genius. We're all sitting here. There's hundreds of us just sitting here sipping whatever we're sipping with this cup and looking at these advertisements. I'm like, dang, that's genius. So then I started finding ways to do that in the neighborhoods that I was already in, like sponsoring Susie's softball team. Because then Susie, whenever somebody goes on Facebook and asks for a recommendation, Susie's going to recommend me because not only am I, you know, a good lawn care business, but I sponsor her girl, her little girl softball team. Now the sign is somewhere where I don't want to be. But people see that and all of their kids all live in the same neighborhoods. Like all the parents live in the same neighborhoods. So there's advertising that way. There's the word of mouth. It's to the point now where the, the three neighborhoods that we're in, well, two, because I sold one. Um, the, when we were in those three neighborhoods, when people asked in the Facebook group, the private Facebook group, who do you recommend? 
so many people recommended me. It was like peer pressure. Like I would roll up to a cul-de-sac and mow everyone's yard except for one. And they were just like, I guess I got to get this guy now. Like this neighborhood, they got to keep up with the Joneses, right? They, they got, they got to be that person. So I, I built an authority through word of mouth, through route density, because I was there because I was there all the time and they'd see my trucks everywhere. Right. But I only had one truck. So that that's literally the best thing that I ever hear when people say that. Protecting route density is something critical. This is something that I was had to be very disciplined with. How do you think you protect route density? What's one, what's one way you think anyone? There you go. Correct. Don't have an account that's across town, which leads me to the actual answer. But what, what else? Bingo. Nice. To the man in the back. I don't have anything to give you like Paul. I got to get better at that. But um, <laughs> great job. Learn to say no, because which is very difficult, right? We all want to say yes. We want to get business. That's just how it is. We're all we're all yes men when we start our business. And But every year I have a hard time not saying yes, to be honest. And, you know, I always toy around with the idea, like every year I get contacted by so many different neighborhoods that aren't too far away. And people literally like beg me. They're like, I'm not that far away. You know, like we're, we're, we're right around the corner, all that. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I know. I don't want to be that guy, but you don't understand. That's another 30 minutes round trip or this or that. And, you know, I've taken those gambles every year and they've never paid off. Like I try to go into another neighborhood that's just beyond our service bubble, which is very tight. And it never works out. We just have one or two lawns. I advertise, you know, the people either, no one either contacts us or they contact us and they're cheap. And I don't want those people. So I quickly get out. Sometimes I wait till the end of the season, depending on where, where things fall. Sometimes I just got to get out as soon as possible. I'll refer them to someone that's kind of on that side of town. If they're not, you know, bad, bad customers, I'm not going to recommend bad customers, but if it's just because I don't, I don't have the time to go out there anymore then let, let me get somebody else. And I've done that year after year after year because the power of saying no is real. Because when you say no to one of the wrong yards, you open up the door for two of the right yards. That's just kind of how, how it works. I, I literally happens to me every time. But here's to drive this point home. This scenario, um, my minimum for, for any, any size lawn is 55 bucks. I'm not cutting any lawn for less than 55 bucks, but they're mostly more than that. But just for simple math, we'll say $50, say it takes you 30 minutes by yourself to cut one lawn for, and if those of you that have heard this on my podcast, bear with me, but those who haven't it takes you 30 minutes by yourself to cut one yard, 50 bucks, but say it, it takes you 15 minutes one way to get out there. It's 30 minutes round trip that just, you just spent one man hour and only got $50 for that job. And that took 30 minutes out of your day that now in a tight neighborhood that you have route density in, you may not be able to squeak in another yard. So you just took a more profitable situation away from you because if you said no to that yard, that's 15 minutes away. It's only 15 minutes away. Why not? Right? 30 minutes round trip. You follow me. That's an hour, one man hour. But if you said no, you have that 30 minutes now still in your schedule. If someone contacts you on the same street or next door or across the street from that same 30 minute typical yard, I have all like very similar yards. Then you can do that with only adding another, what, five minutes. Okay. Maybe if you have to load back up and drive around the corner and unload six, seven minutes, maybe not 15 minutes, not 30 minutes. So you can barely squeeze in two yards for 
one man hour, both 50 bucks. Now you made a hundred bucks. Not now you, you gross a hundred bucks. You see, see where I'm going with that? I don't know how many people really think about that, but I think about it all the time because at the end of the day, this is what matters. And that as well, because it's constant memory, but this is what matters. Position your business to be sellable or having route density, I should say, positions your business to be sellable. Like I, like I just suggested, whether that is your goal or not, it's creating efficiency and it's making your business run as smoothly and as profitably as possible, whether you ever plan on selling it or not. Another saying I have is think big, stay small. My wife would always say, what, why are you doing this? You're not a million dollar company or you don't, why are you looking into payroll or um, general liability, all these insurance when you don't have employees, uh, workers company, you don't have employees. I'm like, because I'm trying to be prepared. I want to think big while I'm still small, while I'm growing. I don't want to, I don't want to scramble at the last minute to figure this out. I don't want to go backwards and do it and realize I was doing something wrong. It's harder to go backwards than forward. Trust me in, in life period. But so I'm always trying to think ahead. So you can do the exact same thing in, in all facets of your business, what business, whether it's route density or anything, you want to build it up, act like you're a million dollar company, whether you plan on being one or not. Act like you are positioning your business to sell it, whether you're going to sell it or want to sell it or not, because it's going to make you the most efficient business possible. Most people that you may have heard on some of our podcasts, like Nick Carlson with Maltramate, a lot of other folks, uh, Corey Ballard with Perfect Cut, a lot of folks that have sold their companies wished that they had done a little bit more before they sold it to make it that much more sellable, that much more uh, higher value, worth more. You know, they forgot to cross one T or I think Nick said he forgot one thing, one line item, and that would have changed the whole, increased the whole thing. Like start now, keep going, keep building your business to be the best that it can be so that it can serve you. That's the whole point. And then if you do decide to sell it one day, you already got that all taken care of. Here's an interesting idea that you may or may not have heard about or do or whatever, but one truck split your crew. So when, when I have eight yards on one street, drive down four on another street, drive down three, two, you get the point. They're all very close. I'm like, man, I can't find a second crew leader right now, but you know what I can do is get another part-timer and have a four-man crew and they can split it in half. Just load up all the right mowers, a little bit more difficult with the ramp rack, but we can still do it. We can get a 48 and a 52 on there, throw the old push mower up on the top shelf if we need any of that. And then we got two mowers, got all the trimmers and edgers, guys just divide and conquer. One guy goes out and mows one section, another guy, you, like you drop off the team, you drop off one, two, three men, they start off that whole eight, eight uh, yard section. And then you drive over to the next section and you unload and you do that. And then you come back and you pick each other up. It's, it's an interesting concept that I've seen done in my area. I don't know if you guys have seen this before or done this before, but if you have the people, but you don't have the truck or trucks because it's too expensive or you can't find it or whatever, it's not in your budget right now. You don't want to go in debt. Or you can't find a crew leader, all the above. Think creative, think outside the box, but route density enables that because you're literally right next door. You're literally across the street from each other. And we ride down around the, you know, like, the last yard, we'll ride around the other corner and get the other loop on that side. And then we'll double back and we'll meet each other up. We'll cut through neighbor, we'll cut through customers' yards to get to other yards. Mow this backyard, hop over, mow that backyard, move over. That's the crazy ability of route density. 
And then I wanted to share something. Um, Google Voice here. Bear with me. I think I can get this. Another way to protect protect route density. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> if you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me. And in 32 years, he'd never increased the prices ever. And I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing. So. We raised our prices through that letter about 200 grand. Say that say that one more time. $200,000 that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it, it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided an ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in 32 years. <laughs> that is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at the green industry podcast.com. It's a plug and play template. You just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here. And in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising the price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management upgrade to jobber the field service management software streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing impress your customers and increase your productivity start your journey to success with jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash paul again that's getjobber.com forward slash paul i'm just saying i've had that voicemail for 10 years, but not that exact one. I change it every time I add a neighborhood or, or, you know, we expand, we, we contract, we have enough people. We don't, I change the message. I, I add neighborhoods, subtract neighborhoods, all that stuff, different times of the year. I utilize Google voice because it's free. Someone told me about it 10 years ago. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what it is today. It's still free for me, but I know there's add-ons and things like that, but you can just do that. You can program who already knows what Google voice is. Okay, not as many of you as I thought. So I will take a second to tell you about that. So Google Voice, just look it up. You can get a number. You know, you choose a certain amount of numbers or whatever, however it goes. I don't even remember anymore. But you get a number and you can link any, any amount of phone numbers, a certain amount of phone numbers probably to that number. So instead of having like a separate phone line or whatever, and if you have an office assistant or if that's your spouse or whatever, you can program their cell phone number to that work phone number. So your Google voice number becomes your work number. So when I first moved here, when I first moved to Virginia, I, I'm originally from New York. So my area code was different, but it was similar. My area code was 845. Virginia is 804. Unfortunately, people don't really think. So they just like dial numbers when they just see an eight and a four. So I would miss a lot of calls, like mechanics calling to, you know, hey, is my, I'm calling, is my wife's car done? Yeah, we called you and it just rang. No, we picked up, no voicemail, nothing. I'm like, did you dial 845? Oh, you know what? I didn't see that. So I'm like, man, I'm probably losing a lot of potential business. I'm like, should I get a new number, a new phone? What, what do I do? And someone told me about Google Voice. So that's how that all started. And then I just, like a lot of things, I find out how much I can get out of whatever it is that I'm using or doing. And Google Voice, you can do any any number of those voicemails. So now I have one business number that I've had, an 804 area code that I've had for 10 years. And it's all over, you know, SEO, all over the internet and everything. And so people call that, but it goes to my phone number. I can have it go to my wife's. I can go have it go to whoever that's going to answer the phone whenever I want it to, if I'm busy or whatever the scenario is. 
but also that voicemail. That voicemail is what helps keep the route density as well. It protects the route density. It gives people a heads up because especially when, and when you're solo or you're, you're, you're the crew leader, you don't, right. You, you don't have time to constantly be stopping and answer your phone while you're on the mower. Plus I use that as a filter because I'll be honest. I know it's all about answering your phone, but it's just as important to return the call to, re, to return the calls. The bottom line is my ideal client doesn't care if I answer the phone or not. They just care if I return the call. The people, the tire kickers are the ones that want me to answer the phone and get quick answers. And they're not somebody that I even want to deal with. The people that drive up to me in the neighborhood and say, how much you charge? And they roll the window down. I say, just keep it moving. Come on. You know, let's go. I, I, I pull a Paul, you know, just keep it going. You're not for me. You're not my ideal customer. We, we, don't, we don't start the conversation that way. That's, that's not how it is. My ideal client, not customer, what's the difference between a customer and a client? Reoccurring. There you go. Yeah. So a customer is transactional. A client is relational. So you build a relationship with a client, not just, oh, I'm going to do this one-time cleanup or I'm going to do whatever you want me to do whenever you want me to do it. That's a customer. I strive for clients. So I always have to correct myself when I'm talking about the two different things. The do, how much you charge, that's not a customer that I want, but go ahead. The clients that I want contact me in so many different ways. They email me, they Facebook message me, they call me. They walk over to me and they stop and they have a conversation. You do such a great job. Can you give me a quote for my yard too? I really, they don't even ask how much do I charge? That's not even a thing. Of course they want the quote. They want all the official stuff, but that's not the first thing out of their mouth. Now that's different for everybody, different, different areas, different neighborhoods. I get that. I'm just throwing out my experiences and hope to share some ideas and inspire others and things like that. All right. So the last bonus thing that I have is preparing for the heat. The one downside for me for route density, can you imagine when it's hundred degrees in Virginia and you roll up by yourself and you have to do those eight yards in one neighborhood, you don't feel so gangster anymore. It's like, wow, this is going to be a long afternoon. <laughs> Paul knows he's been there. I'm like, why'd you pick the hottest day of the year to come to Virginia and film some stuff? <laughs> but yeah, that's right. But Paul has seen the route density firsthand. Yeah, two years in a row, it's hot. One year he saw route density in action. He saw us, he didn't even see the two yards that we did prior to him getting there. He saw us parked on a corner. We had a whole bunch of houses. You saw the, a neighbor down the street. That's the ideal client. He's a, a client now. He walked all the way over to us. Paul's filming. It was all awkward. And the guy comes over and he's asking me for a quote for his yard down there. He's like, Have you been doing all these guys? I'm, I'm just getting too old. I don't want to take care of it anymore. Like, sure. And then we loaded up and we drove down to the other cul-de-sac right down the street and we rinsed and repeat. And Paul's like, all right, I got to go. It's too hot. But doing eight yards by yourself is rough. It's just as rough for your crew. So you have to be more mindful. You have to understand it's going to take longer when you have that kind of route density. That means you're going to be out in the yard in the sun for a long period of time. If it takes you 15 minutes per yard to mow, you do the math times eight. You need to take breaks. You need to get in the shade. You need to stay hydrated. I always make sure I have a five-gallon jug of water, lots of ice from my, my refrigerator has a great ice maker in the, in, the, in the freezer, so I always dump that tray. We're good. I also started getting um, picking up a, a bag of ice at the, at the gas station before I go meet the guys, and I have sport drinks in the cooler, a different cooler, 
And then I just dumped ice on top of that first thing in the morning. It melts slowly throughout the day, keeps the sports drinks cold all day. No sodas, no energy drinks, just some sports drink, just some stuff for some electrolytes, some sugar, sodium, stuff like that. Guys, there you go. Gatorade, not hashtag not sponsored, but there you go. Check it out in the back there. <laughs> the landscaping bookkeepers got that back there. So check them out. Um, but they usually around lunchtime, they'll grab one. And at the end of the day, they'll grab one just to kind of help recharge them, right? To help get through the rest of the day. So I try to do all those things because, man, too many times I've had guys almost drop on me because it's so hot. And it's not because I'm pushing them. They're pushing themselves. And I have to keep telling them to stop, slow down, sit in the shade, take a break. Let me blast the AC, drink, you know, grab a Gatorade, whatever. And, and it's that one neighborhood that I sold. It always, that one eight yard street gets everyone every time oh it's only september it's good it's september virginia how long have you lived here come on you should know the deal and and they're just like yeah we're good and then all of a sudden a couple yards in checking on them and they walk over and their face is bright red and i'm just like go sit in the truck i'll blast the ac it's like man so be careful route density is fantastic but it can also be a detriment if you're not careful all right Per usual, I rattled through all this stuff. I feel like I didn't rush it too much, so that's good. We still got some time, 20 minutes. Q&A, what do you guys, I'm glad we have time for this. I wasn't sure how long it was going to take. Any, any questions anybody has? Obviously, you could talk to me after the fact too, but let's help the whole group. Anyone have any questions about anything that I said? Go ahead. Facebook. Facebook is the best marketing strategy, period. Like in my opinion, for me and for everything that I created, it's free. You can obviously pay for more sponsored stuff and make sure you get with someone like in our industry that knows how to do that better. So you're not just boosting. There's a way to actually have a program, have a campaign properly to target your neighborhoods and your audience and really dial it in. I say Facebook for many reasons. Facebook is you can dial in where you want it. Instead of it just being like some zip code, that's some generic thing that's got way too many, in some cases that places that you don't want. If you have multiple crews and you're trying to, of course, go, go for it. But in general, Facebook is still going to be your number one answer because you can get in there. It's free. Um, if you don't, I mean, this is very rare, but if you don't know anyone in any of the neighborhoods that you want to market in Facebook and their closed Facebook group, or you don't live in one yourself, there are open Facebook groups like like buy, sell, trade, and those kind of Facebook groups that usually are similar names to the neighborhood. Like the ones I said, the Grove, Charter Colony, there's all kinds of, you just go on Facebook and type in Charter Colony and there's all these groups that come up. Some are private, some are, are, are uh, open or public, whatever. Same thing with the Grove. And you just add, you just join those and you don't spam people. You know, you kind of look, you kind of read the, read the room, right. And see like, what's, what's going on. Like, is this a spammy type of situation or are people just asking for a lot of feedback, knowledge, help, advice? And then when it's appropriate, sneak it in. Someone has a question about lawn care. They don't have a question about a lawn care company. They have a question about my weeds or this particular thing about lawn care. You just go right in there with your business Facebook profile and you just go and you answer their question. And that's it. Don't promote yourself. You just answer the question. Become the knowledge leader. And the more you can get your name out there and your logo, your business profile out there, the more people will then think of you as an authority. And they're going to want to then reach, who, who is this guy that keeps answering all these awesome lawn care questions? Click, 
Oh, okay. Click. Oh, okay. Call. Oh, message. Okay, great. That's how you start building that. <clears throat> Any other questions? It's very scary. And like I said, I struggle with it every single year and it always bites me in the, you know what, every single year. Um, but it's very reduced for me now because I know the importance of it. You just, you, you just have to, this is why I'm talking about it to tell you that it works. So you just have to know and have the confidence that it works and you have to say no for the right things. And even if you say yes, by mistake, you want to make sure that you quickly rebound and say no if you need to. You know, like if you need to get out of a situation that you're like, what did I do? Oh man, this neighborhood's terrible. You need to back out of that as quick as you can. But it is scary to say no. But like I said, it, it, it's like the law of attraction. You know, when you when you close one door, more doors open. It's the same philosophy. One no gives you two yeses of the right yard. It happens to me every single time. I've heard this so many times in books and all these things. It's just something that it's something that we have to mentally get over the scary part. The, the truth is, if you say no to the right things, then you will get a lot of yeses that you were looking for and waiting for. You just have to stay disciplined. But if you utilize a lot of the things that I just talked about, it helps you kind of filter that stuff out. Now, back to the Google Voice thing. People will still, I forgot to say this, people don't listen, right? People still you know, they, they, they still, Hey, do you do um, power washing or gutter cleaning? Or it's like, no, I didn't say that on the, on the voicemail, but okay. You know, or, or that's where I get a lot of messages. I'm not in any of those neighborhoods that you listed, but, um, can you give me a quote anyway? Like, so you still get those people, but my phone rings a lot and I don't get a lot of messages. So that means people are either listening or they just don't care. And those weren't my ideal clients. Anyway, one more question. Yes, there is a do not disturb function on there. So there's a lot of settings on there. Yeah, absolutely, obviously, and then and, uh, before before I, I say my final thing, um, I, you can talk to me anytime today after all this. But I thought I had till nine twenty, but apparently they're rushing me off <laughs> at nine. The <laughs> all right, all right, all right, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.